Some people want, want to play like it, 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 it doesn't exist, but uh, yes. unfortunately, yes. we know that it does. Right. So I just wanted a, you know, a, a short momentary bow to the people who are um, general patent-like, standing at the front line, standing up on top of the bunker, saying, what bullet? Um, yep. And, uh, you know, th- there are people... Um, who have the right to uh, disagree with everyone all the time, uh, no matter what somebody's saying. Uh, so I'm going to start with a question. If it's raining out, um, but it's a light rain, Ken, it's a very light yeah, rain, yeah. Would, you go, would you go out in sneakers? <clears throat> would I go? I, you know, I probably would. I probably would. Oh, yeah, you know, you no, knowing and me. So yeah. yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> so what about if it's a much heavier rain? Like... Um, in your reality, it's pouring, and it's 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 a really heavy rain. Would you go out in sneakers? I would have to get my galoshes out for that. Okay. Yes. Okay. Now you understand that some people wouldn't, right? Oh, I do. Not, yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like I don't care if my sneakers get wet. And 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 if it wasn't only heavy raining, but now the drains were not working and it had been raining for several days and maybe it was a typhoon or a hurricane or maybe not, but there's like two, three inches of water. It's not like above your foot, above your waist, rather. You can go out, uh, but uh, would the galoshes be enough? I mean, would, would you need something else? If you had to go out, you can't stay in. That's not an option. Uh, yeah, no, maybe I would need something beyond galoshes, I guess. You yeah. know, something that would go up to my thighs, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, but, but and maybe you don't have them. And, and, and maybe, and, and I don't. <laughs> and, and, and somebody is selling them at some outrageous price. And you're wondering why they're selling them at a profit, but it's like, I'm sorry, I need to go to the market and my galoshes are not enough. I need to get these, like, I'm going to be a. A fly fisherman and to get these right. up to my right. waist. Yeah. yeah. So there are people 
who are really good, intelligent, wonderful people. Maybe some of your listeners. I hope so. I, I think we have a very intelligent audience, Dr. Barry. <coughs> who, who, in this analogy, uh, are, are not realizing uh, that, you know, whether this was from China or um, uh, President Trump did or didn't do enough or President Biden is, is or isn't doing enough, uh, without making it a partisan and who really is Dr. Fauci and is he really a KGB agent? I mean, it's amazing in the analogy of wearing sneakers with light rain, heavy rain, about people arguing about uh, whether they're going to get a, a, a vaccine and whether they should or shouldn't get a booster and the amount of money that the um, pharmaceutical companies are making uh, in a world where I would say that for me as a doctor uh, a year ago, maybe even six months ago, but certainly in the last two years, there were many, many times where people would say, do you know people personally who have COVID? Ken, a year ago, did you know a lot of people who had COVID? No, a year ago, I, I knew of, in the early stages, I knew of one a gentleman who uh, actually announced it to me while he was right. doing a radio interview. Uh, but it was very, me. very, very few people. But yeah, Compa compared very few. to now, compared, compared to now, exactly. Yes. Yeah, but now I have all sorts of patients and friends and children of friends. It's like, oh, wow, this is kind of like you know, my son who's a fifth-year urologist in New York City telling me he's not doing regular kidney bladder, kidney stones, prostate stuff because the beds are completely. This was a, a last February. Uh, Dad, you know, the, the beds are just completely taken up with COVID patients. Yeah. And yet there were lots of people, me included, last February. It was like, I don't know people like COVID. So I bring this up before some of my thinking, because I just want to recognize that in a world that has very, very different demands, um, there still are a lot of people who are pushing back on, you know, you can't tell me what to do. Um and rather than um, getting into some psychological place of resistance and being a, 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 what I call, well, you're just in a place of you don't want to be dominated. I understand you're, you're, you're avoiding being manipulated. But in a world where <clears throat> what can we all do to get our immune systems a bit more efficiently working? How's that? Uh, uh, rather than... I, I, I'm not going to get the vaccine, and I got the vaccine, but darn it, I'm not going to get the booster. And oh my goodness gracious, they're thinking about a fourth booster. I mean, we can all spend our time on what we won't do, and why did the Chinese do this? And it's amazing how much information like that takes up our conversations, or some people's conversations yep. in the airways, yep. um, compared to some of the things... Um, that I'm going to be speaking, we're going to be speaking about in the next few minutes, like, here are some things, if they resonate with you, they're not super expensive. You know, there are things that in an allopathic world, you know, the big, the first part of my book is to kind of explore the distinction of the world of being in a reactionary medical culture, where you're having a symptom, and then you're treating the symptom, which is very different then how do you understand how your body works 
What can we do to have your white blood cells, your lymphatic blood you know, cells, your lymph glands? How can we work better to have different than just relying on the vaccine, which is such a, what, what's a different term uh, than a chaotic mess? How about we just say a chaotic mess? Uh, despite that, you know, your children, your grandchildren, people have been getting vaccines to not go into schools. They're not going to summer camp. Sorry, you can't go to summer camp. You know, if you don't get this kind of vaccine, right. yeah. I understand this is pushed through. Maybe it's not quite as researched. So let's not go into the world of vaccines. Let's start with something that's brand new in the headlines the last days, probably will still be in the headlines. But a lot of people are not realizing that cloth masks, Thank you for letting me rant a little bit. I just wanted to respect the people who it's like, you're not going to tell me what to do. Okay. I don't want to tell anybody what to do. Uh, you know me, Ken. I like to just offer possibilities right. and see yep. if some of these things you're not hearing enough about on radio and TV, and this is not the model that your good PCP, the good men and women, frontline MDs, nurses, it's just not what they go through in their training, and yet they're unbelievably dedicated, good people to help people suffer less. But it's called a disease management model rather than, well, what could we do to be more preventive? So the first thing is wear an N95 mask. Don't wear a surgical blue mask or black mask. Don't get one of these colorful uh, cloth masks that look good. They're kind of designers. And right, yeah. You know, it's now leaking into what some people have known for a long time, <clears throat> that N95 masks, be careful you don't get fraud. KN95 masks, make sure it's legit, certified, and they're out there. You can find them. If not, there's a link on uh, my website or send me an email, and yep. I'll send you the link where to get them. I don't sell them. I don't make profits on them. Um, but, but, but... If you're outside walking in the woods, you're outside walking your dog, you're outside just getting some air, fine. But if you're going, if you want to have more protection, the N95 masks have about 65% more protection than a cloth mask. So basically, so basically you're saying cloth masks are pretty much worthless, right? I mean, that's basically the bottom line. A study that I uh, saw recently was that it blocks about Five percent compared to an N95 mask blocks 65 percent. In other words, different from ambient air, if you're just measuring molecules of respiratory uh, air things, molecules in the air, of what can what, what do you just get if your mouth's open, you're talking, you and I are just chatting? That's 100 percent. And if you wear an N95 mask, it's going to block about 90, uh, 65 percent. It's not 100 percent. But if you wear a cloth mask or one of these surgical masks, mm. it's about 5 to 8%. Wow. So the N95 mask is about 13 times blocking more COVID than a cloth or a regular you know, black or blue surgical mask. Right. Yeah. I, I think, it's significant. Yeah, it's significant. Yeah. yeah very significant. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So forget okay. those cloth masks. They may look good, folks, but they're not helping yeah. you very much. Yeah. If oh, at look, all. That person's got... That person's got Mickey Mouse on their face. Oh, right. it's so cute. Yeah, yeah. right. And uh, I think, but, you know, they, they are designer masks, many of them, that we're talking about here. And uh, I think people keep them, uh, you know, uh, in their pocketbooks or in their pockets or wherever they yeah. may be in their cars. 
if they go in the pl- into a place that requires a mask, they'll they'll put it on. They think they look good, and uh, they're not preventing anything. You know, uh, they are easier to put on. <laughs> They've got one strap behind each ear. Yep. The N95 masks have two straps. Okay, um, one for the back of the head. One yep. for the, so it's it, they're a little bit. They take two and a half to four seconds more to put over your coiffed, gorgeous hair. Um, <laughs> Who are you no talking comment. to? Yeah. <laughs> it ain't, got a it ain't, it ain't you, me. <laughs> you've, you've got a gorgeous bald head. Some men's bo- heads are not that gorgeous. You you have a beautiful billiard ball. When was the last time, Ken, anybody said that you had a beautiful billiard ball head? Bald is beautiful. Yeah. Bald is bald beautiful. Is okay. How about food? Uh, you yes. know, this isn't about nobody should have cheeseburgers or bacon burgers or nobody should have fried eggs and sausages. I'm talking about if you're thinking, how do I get my body a bit stronger? The first thing I'd offer people is to think about having more fresh fruits and vegetables. And, and if it's in the middle of winter, you're not going to have a whole lot of cantaloupe and watermelon and, you know, a tropical fruits because fruits are grown in warmer climates. They tend to cool the body down. Overall, you want your immune system to be stronger. You want to keep your body warmer. So probably a whole lot more vegetables that are not just lettuce and tomato. So I like clients to make or get fresh-made vegetable juices, carrot, apple, beet, carrot, apple, celery. Uh, You can get them at Whole Foods and Trader Joe's. Some of those juices are pasteurized. They're flash-frozen, made in California, flown here. That's different than... Getting um, uh, going to a place or having your own juicer and making juices. There are powders um, that people like me make that you can take a, a teaspoon of this and water, shake it up, and it's a dehydrated carrot powder or red powder. Some people do that. But the idea is to alkalize your body and have fresh foods that have more enzymes is very, very important. You've heard about yogurt. Well, there's this real new agey food. Years ago, I, I hated it. I thought it was like drinking toilet water. My goodness gracious, it's not one of the kinds of foods that you'd have regular, normal people who eat normal food start here. Oh, my God, I'm never going to eat a health food again. But now, years later, they make something called kombucha, K-O-M-B-U-C-H-A. Yes, I've and seen kombucha that. Yeah. Is, yeah. It's like a it's fizzly... Um, and they have different flavors. It doesn't taste like drinking toilet water anymore. It tastes... Now, how would I know that? Did I ever drink toilet water? I, don't, I should probably stop saying that. I, I have no idea what toilet... I imagine <laughs> toilet water tastes terrible. You I only reality, want to imagine. You really don't want to know. I really yeah. don't know how <laughs> toilet water tastes. But kombucha has a lot of these live uh, probiotics, the good bacteria, the healthy bacteria... And one of the things about keeping your immune system strong is keeping your digestive system working really, really well. Another thing about food is to drink more. Tons of people, especially oh, in the I'm, cold weather. I'm all for that. Yeah. It, oh. <laughs> oh, God. I, I, how much are you sending me? That was such an easy setup. I know you it were was. Really, I, you were good. <laughs> you, you, you picked that up I, before I did. Especially if it's My elderberry goodness. wine. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We're not going to edit this call, but I am going to do a retake 
This is take two. Take two. Uh, Here we go. Thing is, there you go. Two. Another thing yeah. is to drink a lot of water. Did you hear me say water? I did say water. <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> yeah, a lot of water. Okay, here are a couple of ones food wise that, uh, again, that people might not know. Bee pollen. You ever seen bee pollen, Ken? Bee pollen. Bee pollen. I, they're yeah, little but... kernels. They're little yellow kernels, and, and no doubt they're from bees. And, and they're hard, crystalline. And you take like a half a teaspoon. And if you Googled or anybody listening to this, uh, Google's bee pollen, you will see that it's a dramatic booster for the immune system. So I put it in my protein smoothie every morning. I had it right before we were uh, on the show this morning. And uh, bee pollen is something you can put on cereal. You don't cook with it. You're going to mix it in something you drink. Maybe you put it on the oatmeal after the fact when it's in your bowl. Um, and bee pollen is, um, doesn't have that strong a taste. It's got this dark yellow uh, color to it. They're teeny little granules. Highly recommended as something simple. You can go buy a bag um, uh, at a health food store. You wouldn't have it at a regular grocery store. Miso soup <clears throat> is a, a Asian hard paste where soybeans are fermented. And a number of these things, not so much bee pollen. Bee pollen is more directly related to the immune system, white blood cells. But miso, kind of like kombucha, is a mm-hmm. fermented um, paste that you put into hot water. You can make it with other vegetables. You can make it plain. Go to Japanese restaurants, sushi restaurants. Sometimes you can order some miso soup, M-I-S-O. Yeah. And a tablespoon in hot water mixes up kind of like a cup of tea. And <clears throat> miso is really good for the digestive system. The cleaner we keep our digestive system, the better we're doing with transit time. So when you move your bowels, it's amazing what you and I discussed on the show. Uh, when you move your bowels, it's not like you're moving your bowels today, what you ate two, three, four days ago. Oh, yeah, I move my bowels every day. But the transit time is quite slow. You want to move your bowels today, what you ate yesterday for lunch, last night for dinner. So we're not talking about loose stools. We're not talking about four or five stools a day. We're talking about the transit time is, is about a lot of things. You're eating less meat, less dairy. You're having more fiber. But you also need a whole host of dozens of different kinds of bacterial names. They're not strep. They're not staph. They're not gonorrhea. They're not pneumonia. But there are strains of bacteria that help with the flora, F-L-O-R-A, the flora, the internal environment of your digestion. Uh, sauerkraut is a, not Asian, more Western, German, American. Yeah. Sauerkraut also is one of those foods where when you just let cabbage ferment, never made it. You ever made, made, cabbage, made sauerkraut? I've never made it. I hear it's I've never made easy. it. I've, I've had yeah. it, but I've never made it. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I don't eat, you know, you, you don't eat sauerkraut once or twice a week, eat it once a month, eat it once a year. In times like this, whether it's miso or probiotics or yogurt or sauerkraut, there are things that you and I can eat that can help increase the amount of good bacteria, the healthy bacteria in our gut. And that is a shield. It's a protective barrier to other organisms, other infectious agents taking hold. Last food I'm going to offer people to think about 
is mushrooms. Mm. Mushrooms have an incredible effect on the immune system. I offer any of your our listeners to just Google mushrooms. And there are many, many kinds of different mushrooms. Some are expensive, some not. Um, and to add them once or twice a week. Uh, some people with cancer, some people with chronic Epstein-Barr, some people with chronic infections buy very expensive. How expensive? Oh, that's 40 50 60 70 $100 for a small bottle Whoa. of mushrooms mm. that are now in a capsule. Really small bottle sells for $100. Mm. Um, and someone's making claims that this is really good to boost somebody's immune system. Yeah, well, and it's something worth looking at, Doctor Barry. Those, those are hold, some of the foods. Hold on, once hold that thought, hold that thought, yeah. and uh, we will uh, return just momentarily. Have to take a break here at uh, AM fourteen fifty WKXL one hundred three point nine FM in the Capital Region one hundred one point nine in Manchester. Doctor Barry Taylor is with us, ladies and gentlemen, with some great advice. More to come right here. On WKXL and NHTalkRadio.com. Welcome back. It is Kale and Company. Great to have you along with us at the AM 1450 WKXL 103.9 FM in the Concord area, 101.9 in Manchester. We're presented by Weed Family Automotive in Concord, WeedFamilyAutomotive.com. And joining us today, this man has had the courage to return to this program time and time again. It is uh, Dr. Barry Taylor, N.D., and he has uh, written a terrific book. In fact, it's out in its revised edition, Love Your Body, Your Path to Transformation, Health, and Hearing. We're talking about how to build up your immune system and make your body a terrible host for COVID. And and so far, you've been talking about, uh, Dr. Barry, fermented Foods and I did read somewhere where fermented foods are very good in uh, battling the effects of COVID. Right. Yep. Sauerkraut, <clears throat> miso, kombucha, things like that. It's true. Well, how do you define a fermented food? I mean, how would you know what a fermented food is <clears throat> without having to look it up? Yeah. Well, it's just. I mean, the, the process of fermentation is letting something, um, a different word, percolate okay. in some fluid, and then the fluid breaks down some of the cell wall in the food. That's a new term. Who knows what a cell wall is? But things begin to have biochemical reactions um, because you've soaked that food. Maybe percolate isn't the right word. Marinite might be the right word. You've let that food sit for a while, and then you have some cross-reactivity. You have some biochemical reactions that some scientist, somebody smarter than you and I, is going to label as, that's a fermentation process. And in that fermentation process, certain enzymes get developed. An enzyme is something that breaks something down, like you've got enzymes in your stomach, your pancreas makes enzymes that break down carbohydrates and foods, but you also have enzymes that help things march into a cell. Something's there, and your cell can't use it unless an enzyme is present. So the answer to your question is an average person wouldn't know something's fermented. But just by knowing, thank goodness, there aren't 50 or 100, there are a number of key foods. Oh, 
choke, besides beer, beer is fermented, uh, there are foods like yogurt and sauerkraut and um, who knows, kombucha that, that are fermented. That's, that's something that happens to that food that then is different than just eating cabbage. Sauerkraut is different than just eating cabbage that's been in a bottle for a long time. All right, so yeah, any, yeah. anything that's so, fermented, maybe except for beer, uh, which yeah. is highly unfortunate, <laughs> but uh, is uh, is good in uh, battling or perhaps even uh, preventing uh, COVID nineteen for coming yeah. your, from coming your way. And, and and I don't think anybody, especially you and I, should make a claim. Eat more sauerkraut, you won't get COVID. No, I'm you're not going to say that. A number of different possibilities that one could include. And then you're taking three of those this week and two of those next week. Or maybe I'm going to do a couple of these supplements that I'm about to go over now. And somebody then feels, well, in a world of doing nothing other than I didn't get my vaccine or I did get my vaccine and my booster. And now I got fingers and cross just waiting that COVID passes over my house, even though it's knocking on so many doors and my neighbors. But what I'm suggesting is there's something more than just taking a vaccine and living in hope. So there's research on a number, research by like straight allopathic scientific kind of people. This isn't like naturopathic research on the role of zinc and COVID. The and role so of zinc. zinc is, All right, zinc plays a factor. Yeah. And if you can Google it, and there's tons of, of research articles on how zinc which you can find in pumpkin seeds, it's high in ginger. Um, uh, it, a lot of sugar in your diet, sorry, Ken, will neutralize zinc. So there's research using between 25 and 50 milligrams. I use a 60 a milligram, very small capsule. You can fit maybe two of them on your pinky nail. Uh, so as you know, in the Love Your Body world, I formulate a number of different supplements. I make a 50 milligram zinc capsule, um, and it's it's not just my zinc, but zinc generally is pretty um, well written up over the last several years on how it affects it, it, it affects prostate and it affects uh, uh, eczema, and zinc is used for a whole but really really important for helping people deal with allergies. But today we're drilling down on. What could somebody do that's not expensive? And the zinc capsules come in bottles of 60 or bottles of 90, and it's not one of the more expensive supplements. It's not like mushrooms. There are different kinds of zinc. That's true. Um, But without getting into more detail, I'd have the listeners just consider the possibility of reading. I have what are called information sheets on the 100 or more different supplements that I provide for other doctors to, to uh, give to their patients or for my patients or friends or people offer. So if anybody wanted an information sheet, I can email them whether they buy a zinc bottle for me or not. They may not want to read more. The second supplement, which is top tier, of, you can Google and find a lot about vitamin D as in dogs. Now, you get a fair amount of straight vitamin D from being in the sun during the spring-summer months. Maybe if you and I lived in Hawaii or Florida, we wouldn't have this, but we don't. You and I live in the Northeast. So we're outside less. I'm outside 
pretty much, but my face and head is covered because I'm going out hiking with honey almost daily. That's my dog, for the listeners don't know. Um, and, and it's cold out. So we don't get as much vitamin D unless you're doing a lot of fish oil. That's, that's a food that has a lot of vitamin D in it. But vitamin D as a capsule, it's an oil-based capsule. And they come in thousands, don't do get 3,000, don't do that. Get at least a 5,000, not milligram. It's an international unit. And for years, I've been using very high doses for people with Lyme and Epstein-Barr and chronic infections. For a period of five days, seven days, 10 days, I might use 20, 30, 40,000 units mm. to really knock a really bad flu out. Uh, I didn't take Z, uh, D on a regular basis, didn't take zinc on a regular basis either. But for the last two years, I take one zinc tablet. As a man weighing what I weigh, I, I take one 50-milligram zinc tablet. And I take two to three. I take between ten and 15,000 international units of D. Now, I can't prescribe and tell everyone that anyone else should do ten or 15,000. What I am saying is if you Google vitamin D, you'll see there's a lot there about D and COVID prevention. And then somebody could speak to somebody like me, find somebody else that you trust that really knows how to use nutrition therapeutically. Given your body weight, given other things about your diet, you'd take 5,000, 10,000. You'd take a certain amount of vitamin D, uh, again, very low cost, um, and you'd see what feels good for you. Third supplement is NAC, a little bit more complicated. It's a fraction of an amino acid, N-acetylcysteine. Nobody needs to just just remember the letters. N is a Nancy. NAC NAC is fine. And and I've used it for the last 20 years for emphysema. I've used it for chronic bronchitis. Its use is allowing the lungs to breathe easier. It has other uses, but I'm just going to focus on NAC in the lungs. It comes in a 500-milligram tablet, zero possibilities that I've ever heard of, read of, and sometimes there are possibilities of negative side effects, and you need to let people know. I don't know of any with NAC. But because COVID affects the lungs so easily, Mm -hmm. that's another supplement that some people can take, one 500-milligram tablet a day. So zinc, vitamin D, and NAC are the first, first, first round. There are some others, but that's the first, boy, if, if, if some of the listeners did that, I would say that's a meaningful step for you to give your body some nutritional support so you're making it harder for COVID to take hold in your body. All right, so remember that, folks. Zinc, vitamin D, and NAC. Great advice from Dr. Barry Taylor. Hang in there, Dr. Barry. We have to take a quick break here, and then we will uh, resume. And uh, I know you have more great advice for our listeners here on AM 1450 WKXL 1039 in the Capital Region, 101.9 in Manchester. Kale & Company presented by Weed Family Automotive, 124 Store Street, in Concord. We are back. It is Kale and Company. Great to have you with us wherever you may be listening. We have uh, all of our shows streaming 24 hours a day on 
nhtalkradio.com or on the radio at the AM 1450, 103.9 FM in the Concord area and 101.9 in Manchester and beyond. Our guest, and always a good one, always one that can provide uh, some great advice, is Dr. Barry Taylor, N.D., author of Love Your Body, Your Path to Transformation, Health, and Hearing. The revised edition has been out now for quite some time. I think I might have been one of the first people to read it. Uh, but uh, Yeah, see that? I know. I, I think I got it before it was, was out there. But uh, at, at any rate, Dr. Barry Taylor is with us. DrBarryTaylor.com is his website, a very, uh, a very good one, where, by the way, you can hear some of the past uh, programs that he's done on uh, this very show. At, at any rate, uh, you know, you mentioned uh, fish oil, and I've read up in some places uh, to, you know, try to uh, ward off uh, COVID-19 that oily fish uh, may be good for you. Sardines, mackerel, salmon. Uh, again, it would be unfair to say I'm just going to add salmon or sardines uh, for one more lunch a week. But we're looking at a, 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 a number of different variables that collectively a fish oil supplement, an omega fish oil supplement, and or some eating healthier, oilier fish might be different than having a roast beef sandwich or a, a cheeseburger uh for lunch or dinner, uh, that that kind of food might be one of the several components that are going to make your immune system strong. That 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 that's that's the point. That that that, that is the point. So I wanted to go over some very quickly because I know we're running out of time. Just for listeners to know, and then if anybody wants to send me a Dr. Barry at drbarrytaylor.com is my email. I will send them this whole a list of all these possibilities, um, I can email them the list of, of this uh, handout that I use with clients. So, of course, we'll drum roll start with elderberry. <laughs> of course elderberry, we will. Of course we will. We, we can find, and boy, God, Ken, all the listeners should know that Ken is, is rapidly, he's like a dog when it goes to finding something, and he and I couldn't find elderberry a year ago, two years ago, and he found it. He found El- elderberry. elderberry wine. We're talking about, yeah, elderberry yeah, that's, wine. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you I can... brought the El- I brought the elderberry chewable immune tablet, <laughs> <laughs> and, and Ken brought the pizza and the elderberry. That's true. Um, so, elderberry in, in a love your body immune formula and in other syrups, probably not for all in wine. Uh, it, it is has been shown. You can Google elderberry what it does. Olive leaf. There are different companies. The Lovely Body uh, line makes one. A 500-milligram tablet of olive leaf has been shown to have really good antiviral effect. There's a tea that you can get, matcha, M-A-T-C-H-A. Matcha tea is really good for pumping up the immune system. In your home cabinet, things like garlic, things like cayenne pepper, particularly have positive effects on the immune system. And things, again, going back to simple things like vitamin C. It's difficult to get because most orange juice is pasteurized. Vitamin C is very, very heat sensitive. You know, if, if, if pasteurization is a boiling process, you boil your oranges, it still doesn't, it's still a bright orange color, but hello, there's not a whole lot of vitamin C left. 
because of the pasturation process. So that's why some people will get a vitamin C tablet, a thousand milligrams per tablet per capsule, a little in a powder, put it in a smoothie, put it in a drink. A vitamin C can be helpful. And then a probiotic. We talked about foods like kombucha and other foods, miso, sauerkraut. <clears throat> there are also these concentrated tablets, capsules, um, powders that are probiotics. They're, 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 you couldn't eat 10, 15 containers of yogurt and get the same, say, the one that is in the Love Your Body line has 50 billion units of different bacteria. You take it on an empty stomach, and there's a lot if some of the listeners want to, uh, you know, have a hobby or a little bit of curiosity of the how bacteria and viruses take hold in the body when we're exposed to them because of what's going on in the gut. Hmm. The, the medical term is called dysbiosis. There's a dysfunction, D-Y-S. There's a dysfunction in the balance of the good bacteria. All bacteria is not strep, staph, gonorrhea, and pneumonia. We have more bacteria in our body than human cells. I love to put that out. That's such a, you know, everybody shakes their head. We're actually, we have quantitatively more bacteria in our body than human cells. So when we take really healthy bacteria, which is supposed to live in our gut, it's, it's a real major shield for not getting sick. And one way to do that is with foods we talked about earlier in the show. The other is people can get a real high-grade probiotic, and they believe that. And say, this is, you know, insurance. And it's, again, you can read all sorts of uh, research on that. So the other thing I'll just leave people with is the whole idea of what can you do to be more confident in terms of the relationships of when you're in fear, when you're anxious, and how many people are anxious and fear because of the numbers and their friends who are sick. I mean, I've recently, really recently in the last week, had friends in the ICU for weeks. You know, I've had people that have been really close to death because of COVID. So it's understandable how anxious and insecure everybody is questioning is taking the vaccines going to really be enough. And then I'm looking at, well, do you paint? Do you sculpt? Do you read the Bible? Do, 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 what do you do to get yourself, I'm not going to say out of fear. This isn't about getting out of fear, but what do you do to help yourself connect to places within yourself? Do you hike despite the cold weather? You know, do you, you're not going to go to a beach and go to a sunrise. But the question is, do you read poetry? Do you walk in nature? Do you listen to music? <clears throat> what, what do you read that's inspiring you? Or are you continually tuning your body to Fox and CNN and CNBC or, or whatever stations you're listening to where the Biden bashing is taken over for the Trump bashing? And, you know, it's that, that world, that world of argument, is, is doing nothing for any of our immune system. Nothing. Zero. And I'm not saying don't watch TV. I don't need to tell anybody not to. But I am giving people the question. What are you doing to feel inspired in this pandemic sea of doubting? The, the part of the pandemic is, 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 is it's shaking the foundations of what we all 
thought we could count on. You know, you and I have been talking about this for numbers of different shows. And so something in terms of making your body an inhospitable, did I say terrible? You said terrible. Somebody said terrible. An inhospitable host for COVID <laughs> is, you know, whether you do yoga or you never do yoga, whether you meditate or you never do meditate. It's not everyone should start with Bible or poetry. The question is, besides waking up, peeing, brushing the teeth, getting dressed, and then going out to, to you know, get your kids to school or going to work or whatever it is that you do in life, in this particular moment that's so challenging, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, what are you doing that's different than researching who's right or wrong, you know, in the partisan argument? What are you doing to take yourself out of the conversation of who's right or wrong? And what are you doing to settle yourself deeply in some other kinds of, mm, help me out, Ken? inspired with yeah you know, yeah i i would you, say what that you, yeah what are you doing what what do i and, do and, i i like yeah, some some quiet time uh every yeah, okay. day and just to to contemplate uh, uh you know what's going on and uh, have no no noise whatsoever but i can't mm-hmm. do that very long but i do it okay. for maybe you know 10 minutes a day and just i guess Perfect. it's a form of meditation yeah yeah excellent yeah and, and for some people that would be enough for some people, that's one of three, four, five things they do, yep. and and it's not like uh, here's the this is what humans must do. The context that I'm offering ev- myself to remind myself, you know, I often speak, you know, this to just remind myself. <laughs> I'm reminding. Thank you for letting me remind you. Is that we we are multi-dimensional beings. And this COVID obviously is affecting us more than just physically. Mm, sure. Look at the yep. anxiety and the yep. sense of insecurity in people. Exactly. And so it begs the issue more than I will or won't get vaccinated. I will or won't take zinc. I will or won't take more vitamin D. What am I doing? Ken's doing something where he likes to be silent and quiet. And whether we call it meditation or not is not what's relevant. Right. What's relevant is that Ken has an experience of feeling quieter. And that quietude, that's a Buddhist word. Quietude. That, quiet, that quietude yeah. has a physiologic effect. Yeah. It doesn't mean it removes all of your fears. Right. It just means you have a different context to go through life with some of your fears. You might have less fear. But even if you didn't, you then, three, four, five, six hours later, after you were quiet, you can reflect back on that five, seven, ten minute few moments that you just let your mind be. You didn't exactly. try to stop it. You just kind of hung out. That's it. And I'm saying, you know, part of what I do with clients is to really make sure they're going deep enough. I, I hear and you. And really making sure they, they tie it into an experience that it's a feeling. There's a woman I was working with who was praying very, very loudly, yeah. very, very, um, very, very passionately yeah. out loud. She was praying, and 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 we were talking about a calm self. And I said, "Well, when you pray and almost shouting, but not really, but very vigorously praying out loud, do you feel calm?" And the point was, she didn't know. <laughs> Doctor Barry, we have to take one last break, and then uh, you know we're running out of time here. Unfortunately, okay. it's a, all, time no goes by uh, so quickly when you're on the program. 
which is Kale & Company right here on WKXL and NHTalkRadio.com. Welcome back. We only basically have time to say goodbye. Less than 30 seconds to go, Dr. Barry Taylor, but we will have you back real soon because you always impart such terrific advice and uh, your knowledge is just terrific and you know, people can get a lot out of it and you can hear this program again on nhtalkradio.com or maybe even Barry Taylor's website, drbarrytaylor.com. So, Dr. Barry, thank again, you for having me on. thank you for thank being you for with us. I am most appreciative, as is our audience. And that'll do it for this edition of Tail & Company right here on WKXL, presented by We Family Automotive.